0: Today's theme is trusting God for wisdom And I uh, straight away thought, um, gosh, do we really do that? Do we even think, are we actually trusting God for wisdom Or are we using the wisdom that we have gained from the world? So that's my big question today Before I get into that though, um, for those of you who are reading And if you aren't reading, I encourage you to just look up yesterday And watch the video I think we're going to change our sign. Sorry, Kirby. We're going to change it to Shema because that was the theme of the video. And that is the word, the Hebrew word for hear or listen. But it means so much more than that. And if you watch the video, you'll see more. But the little brief part about that is it actually means to pay attention to, to focus on and to obey. There isn't actually a Hebrew word for obey. That's what they use the word Shema for. Now, if we'd put that up there, everyone would have gone, what's that? But that's what it's about. It's actually to pay heed to what God's telling us. And if we don't do that, we actually don't live in God's wisdom. So that was a it's sort of a bit of pre trial. I wasn't even going to preach about that until I watched that yesterday and I went oh wow I've got to talk about that because that's what our theme is about hearing um, from God and what's God saying to us. It's not just about hearing it with our ears it's about acting on it and doing it. So if you get nothing else you've got that then that wasn't the theme (laughs) but go for it. Um, So this week we did in our Bible reading change to Deuteronomy um, and Deuteronomy the the, the Israelites have you know, through all the past stories of have, have been around the wilderness and so on, and they're getting ready to go into the promised land. So it's a second generation of the Israelites. And so Moses is like it's like giving he's giving them a pep talk, reminding them of all the things that their parents did that were wrong and basically saying, Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. You know, Moses is highlighting their rebellion and their resistance to God's directions for the last forty years. Like if you think about it, some of you aren't even forty, so you don't even know what forty years is. I do. I've been married for over forty years, so I do. I can put a <laughs> thing to it, but it's a long time. <laughs> they've been doing the wrong thing, you know. They they grumbled and they grizzled and so on. So they've got to this point, though. They've actually got to just across the river from the promised land, and um, they and Moses is really getting. He's not gonna. He's actually not gonna make it. That's the, sorry the the. The trailer, uh, the spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert But they say that in that reading too So if you can, I mean in the devotional So you probably got the spoiler alert And if you know it anyway Deuteronomy means the second law So it, he's trying to make it more relevant to the people There were so many law codes um, that were happening But it's not like how we have law codes That they rules, you break the rules And you, know, you might get a fine for them if you get caught or whatever There was actually about a way of living And so they weren't used like reference books to look up, you know, this is the law you've broken around. So Deuteronomy 1 talks about um, that they were known for their wisdom. Um, The laws are wisdom decisions, they're ordering their life according to the values expressed by the laws. So then we get into um, Deuteronomy 5, which is the Ten Commandments. I'm not going to preach on that, but that's the sum of the laws. That's the overarching thing. And then even then, even in uh, Deuteronomy 6, it comes down to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. Where else do we hear that? Jesus says exactly the same thing. He's repeating that verse, but that's what he They say, what is the best? What is the... The main thing to do is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And then he goes on to say, as your neighbour yourself, what are our core values here? Love God, love people. So we're just basing on what we have, we know and understand and what Jesus said is the main thing to do. Love God and love the people around you. Verse 7 in Deuteronomy 6 actually goes on to stuff that it. it says impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie and lie down and when you get up write them out you know that it means to live them now it doesn't mean to okay we're going to talk about you know one one each day this is what our rules are it's actually about the essence of it and living in it so it's living in wisdom That's what understanding what God's wisdom is, is actually living in what He's um, shown us as as He sent Jesus. We've got that example, which they didn't have here. Um, We've got that example, and to be able to live that. So it's not by our words, but by our patterns of communication and by the patterns of life that we do that. So, do we rely on our, our own wisdom or the world's wisdom? Yeah, we're we're taught to be wise. There's so much out there about teaching, and and we want to be wise in what we do. But are we actually looking at God's word for, for the wisdom? Are we actually looking at God's wisdom and trusting in his wisdom? I uh, was trying to think of an example that I hadn't shared before. <laughs> um, but... Um, and I probably have a bit, little bit about this, but I one of the examples I thought of was actually um, when we talked about shifting from... We were living in Minleton for eight years and uh, we just felt like stuff was happening in the business. It was when... Our interest rates were really high, we had a massive loan and we needed to pay it back and business didn't have enough to do that and we actually felt like it was time for us, we were in partnership with another family and it was time for us to step out. So we sort of had got that part and so we prayed and, well first of all we'd prayed for the business for things to change around, that hadn't happened, hadn't happened. So then we went, okay, it's time for us to get out um, and um and, but we just—we had bought an old house, we'd renovated it, we were really happy, we'd had three kids, they were all happy there, we had great church family, great friends over there, so we just prayed that God would find us another job where, for, or Bruce, because I, I was only under one at uh, that stage, <laughs> so find us some other work so we could stay on the peninsula. Um, in our wisdom, you know, we'd done the renovation, we wanted to stay in a great house and that's what we wanted to do, <laughs> Didn't happen After a couple of months We sort of went Okay this isn't going to happen Okay God What are you What are you really wanting <laughs> We need to go back to God Every time We need to go back to God So then I was trying to think There was another step I think we actually went Then looked at Okay If we gave up I think we were looking for work in Bruce's field That's right, at the first time There was nothing there So then we went, okay, whatever we'll, 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 As long as we can stay here in this house And where we are and church and everything Then that's fine we, But we just need to find a job Anything, anything will do And we looked and we looked and we looked And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed And, we prayed and nothing, 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 nothing We finally got to the point of going, okay um, Back to God <laughs> to God and go, what's God saying? And I really, we really believed that God was saying, you actually have to give up everything. Give it all to me and let me do it. And so it was a process. We were in on our journey of learning about God's wisdom at that stage. And as we did, we gave that up and just, I think it was the next day, Bruce looked in the Saturday paper and there was an ad um, for a technician for radio rentals and that's what he was doing at the time, was doing some... Um, white goods uh, repairs plus during the books of this business because that was his field um but he'd learnt the white goods side of it as well and there was this ad for a tech um actually so he just rang up about it and they said oh come in and see us and, ch- and chat so we were going to town the next on the monday so we Drove down um, and he went in, didn't take anything, just his driver's license because that was in his pocket. (laughs) And I think he had a B-class electrical license and I think that was all. I think he would have had a piece of paper about that as well. Anyway, he was in there. They showed him the whole way through um, radio rentals and... um, at the end of it, um, I think they looked at his license, and he said he said what he'd done, and so on. And then, as we were driving home, we had a phone call to say that he had the job if he wanted it. Now, they never advertised ever. They actually told us we don't normally advertise this position. We actually got we were really, it was happened to be that we'd got to that point of going, okay, God, this is all yours. We're happy to give it up. Well, we're not happy, but we will. <laughs> you know, like if we hadn't. I probably wouldn't be here today, (laughs) we'd probably still be at Middleton, (laughs) but we actually got to that point of understanding that we actually needed to step, do the steps, and it took us a while, you know, I don't think it happens, or it doesn't always happen, you're always on a journey of learning, and that certainly wasn't the first time that we had to learn to step in God's wisdom of things as well, so um, short story, got the job la uh, we are here, <laughs> got the job, got the call to go into ministry, Da-la-la. anyway, anyway we'll go into that, <laughs> that was the main thing of that, so, so, you know, it's, it's actually important to practice that. So that, that caused a practice in us to practice stepping into God's presence to be able to hear from him and to know whether it's his wisdom or our own wisdom we actually needed to do that we were very much we led a small group over there we were very much part of the church and so on but we actually and we were actually spending time praying for what our next step was and what God wanted us to do so we need to practice it Trusting God's wisdom is about practice. If we want to know what to do when it matters most, we've got to be committed to showing up to practice. That's in anything, whether you're learning an instrument, whether you're playing a sport, even at work, you've got to practice to get better at all of it. When we practice in the easy times, this is a little tip, when you practice when it's easy times, it actually makes it much better when it's harder times because you'll actually go to that. So it's really important to just not go on and be blase about it, oh, oh, yeah, if everything's fine, because when the hard times hit, you don't know what to do. So you actually need to practice. it. Um, the Bible tells us in Proverbs nineteen twenty, get all the advice and instruction you can so that you'll be wise the rest of your life. That's pretty good, let me say that. It's actually, I don't know whether I gave that one to you, Hayden, but it's New Living Translation anyway. Get all the advice and instruction you can so that you'll be wise the rest of your life. Where do we go? We need to go to the Word. We need to learn to go to the Word. It's not a natural thing. You're not taught it anywhere else, but we actually need to go to the Word. There's so many references to wisdom in the Bible. As I started to look them up, I thought, okay, how am I going to find out what God's wisdom is? Let's see what the Bible says. It's the best way to do that. So um, there's a – well, actually through Proverbs, there's lots of scriptures about it, but there's a story in Proverbs 9 about the um, the two women – And they talk about the uh, the woman of wisdom and the woman of folly. So uh, Proverbs nine verses one to six. This is the wisdom wisdom, woman of wisdom. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out seven pillars. So she's, she's forged them out of trees herself. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants and she calls from the highest point of the city, let all who are simple come in here. She says to those who lack judgment, come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and, you'll be, and you will live. Walk in the way of understanding. Now didn't, is, that, is that actually the same as that? Oh, okay, uh, yeah, because I suddenly thought this actually doesn't say NRV and I told her and they were all NRV and I suddenly thought, oh, that might not have been. <laughs> anyway, so that's the, that's the woman of wisdom. The woman of folly, let's, let's hear what this one says about her. The woman folly is loud. She is undisciplined and without knowledge. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come in here. That's what the other one said too. Come in. So she's calling them in. Let all who are simple come in here, she says, to those who lack judgment. Stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of the grave. Well, isn't it interesting that though these women are vastly different, they actually have some similarities. They're actually in the same location, the highest point of the city. They both have the same goal to get people to come into their houses and eat and drink with them. They both say the same thing first. As I said, let all who are simple come in here. But what they have to offer is vastly different. Wisdom has put in the preparation time, she's done the work, and she has something legitimate to show for it. Folly has not. She was lazy. She's not done the work, therefore she either has nothing to offer or can only offer stolen goods. Yeah, as we look at the descriptions of these, each of these women, we're struck by the words that characterise their lives. The woman of wisdom builds and hews out pillars from the trees. She makes the pillars herself, which tells us that she cares about and pays attention to details. She's prepared and organised and gets others to help her. So, she doesn't do it all herself either. She gets others to help her. That's about delegation. Her ways lead to life and understanding. But the woman of folly is loud, undisciplined, and lacks knowledge. She sits around and doesn't make any progress at all. Therefore, she doesn't have much to offer because she isn't prepared. Her offerings are stolen. Her ways lead to death. If we're going to be able to discern what the best thing to do is, we've got to have wisdom. And wisdom requires work. If I want to be able to exercise wisdom, I've got to be able to practice it in my everyday life. I've got to show up to practice. That's the start of it. How do we do that? Firstly, the Bible tells us if we lack wisdom, to ask for it. So James 1.5 says that if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, And it will be given you. So, the first thing, if you're really trying to step in and understand God's wisdom, is to ask for it. Ask that God would give it to you. He wants to give it to you. He says, The promise is, He gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So, firstly, ask God. He gives it, as I read in one of the things, He gives it, it's like muscles. So, He gives it, but we've got to practice using it, the wisdom. Just like we have to practice using our muscles to be able to lift things and to be able to do things. doesn't mean that he just gives it to us and we don't do anything. We've actually got to do it. Like a trained athlete has to practice using their muscles. We need to too. So so likewise, we've got to train our wisdom muscles to be strong and capable. So when we need the most, we'll know how to use wisdom. Proverbs 2, five brings another part of that. The Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So knowledge, insight and discernment help us apply the wisdom to our life. So as we practice doing that, we will actually see ourselves growing in all those areas. So first thing, ask. Ask God for wisdom in whatever the situation is. Now we don't You know, you don't stop and do that every day for every little thing. But sometimes you might actually need to go, I need to do that one day just to make sure what I am doing is God's wisdom into that situation. You might just need to take the time and actually take the time to do some of the little things that you think, ah, no, I know they're wise. Ask him. That's my challenge this week. Ask yourself, is that God's wisdom or is that just what I've learned along the way and it's my wisdom? Second thing um, actually comes from the scripture in Proverbs 2. And um, we're given a very clear instruction on the way to have wisdom, to use it and to be protected by it. So the scripture says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk. Oh, sorry. His shield is to those who walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion, Will protect you, and understanding will guard you. I encourage you go home and read that Proverbs two one to eleven, because there's so much in that that we can actually uh, understand and re- and live out as we practice stepping into God's wisdom in all that we do. The other scripture, I mean, there are so many scriptures about wisdom, but the other one that I really um, So it's the third point that I say. So not only do we um, ask for it, but we also look at what the word says about wisdom and how to use it and protect it in that Proverbs 2. James 3, 17 says, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So it's a great way to test if you feel like you've got something. Is it pure? Is it peace loving? Is it considerate? Is it submissive? Is it full of mercy and good fruit? Is it impartial and sincere? Such Like we've got all the answers in the word. And as we spend time in the Word and time with God in His presence, we'll actually know His wisdom in our lives and we'll be able to trust in His wisdom. So I can have wisdom, I can use wisdom, I can be protected by wisdom. We've seen all those things. You can have wisdom. You can use wisdom. You can be protected by wisdom. But we have to show up to practice. It's all about showing up to practice. So let's today ask God for that wisdom and let's show up to practice walking in it. Why don't you close your eyes? Father, I thank you for your presence with us. I thank you, Lord, that you create a scene for us to be able to step into a time with you you are always there and we can come to you at any time and we come to you now and ask for your wisdom upon each one of us for decisions that we're making some of the small things and some of the bigger things Father if there are big big situations that we need wisdom in Lord that we if we need to be spending more time and more um, directed time about those things that we would find that time and spend that time with you thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for each person here as, as they've heard this message and the people online as they've heard this message that, Father, this week we would be challenged to look and think about some of the decisions that we make and ask, are they godly? Are they the things that you would have us do? Father, it's so easy just to step and keep going and we confess the times that we do that and we've actually stepped out of your will, out of your purpose but Lord we're in this place today you've called us all here today and online to be able to watch this too to be able to, to know and to be, able to, to be able to step and be challenged by that, that to be challenged by the fact that we need to be walking in your ways and your path and we would have, want to have wisdom to be able to do that we want to have your wisdom we want to trust in your wisdom so Lord this week for each person there'll be a challenge they'll be reminded of this word and be challenged to look at that and then finally, other people here, I pray the Scriptures Ephesians 1:17 and Colossians one nine. Also, they say I keep asking God. Sorry, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better. Thank you, Jesus. While your eyes are closed, if you don't know Him at all, then you. Have got this opportunity to know him better, to be able to know God, and to walk on a journey with him. And so, I just encourage: if you don't know God and you want to, you want to understand and want to be able to trust in His wisdom, just ask that you raise your hand right now so that we can pray with you. Father, fill each person here. Fill them with the spirit of wisdom as your word encourages us to pray. People would actually be able to get a hold of that and encourage you to go home and look up that Ephesians 1.17 and pray it over yourself. That God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better so you can make choices and decisions that are based in Him and His Word and His purposes for your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, why don't we just stand and finish this service off worshiping Him Taking that into our week this week, that place of being close with Him.